Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. This is going to be a fun one, ladies and gentlemen. I've got Josh Tapp on line. Josh, how are you? Doing fantastic, man. Super stoked to be here. Likewise to have you here. I'm so good. We chatted a while back. I'm trying to remember how long ago it was. It's been some time, but uh, years. <laughs> I, I, th- I think so. Yeah, because I was reflecting on it. I was like, I think it was at a client location when we did it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not there anymore. So I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's strange. But so what, what have you been up to? I, you know, share with the audience a little bit about you, and then we'll just have a good conversation. Oh, you bet. You know, I, I don't like to go back to, you know, when I was born in Idaho, right? Like, we're, we're not going to go that far back, but I'm actually a fifth generation entrepreneur. Um, but my, my father and my grandfather were not very successful at it. Um, but they did a couple of things, right. That I really loved. And so that's really guided me into entrepreneurship in general. And I have very, very strong opinion about, um, being creative and being an entrepreneur. I, I think it's not just a, uh, a job or a career path. I feel like it's a calling and it's a, it's a, it's a movement, right. And a lot of people are, finally adopting it and realizing that we live in, especially if you're listening to this in the US, we live in like the most privileged country in the world for having a business, right? You couldn't ask for a better place except for maybe Puerto Rico, right? But I guess that's still kind of US, right? <laughs> um, but me in a nutshell is I, I uh, my, all of my businesses that I've owned have been around marketing, primarily around podcasting. Um, but the whole goal of what we do is really about finding 1,000 of the world's best humans and gathering them together, amplifying their voices and helping them touch, uh, touch all the corners of the earth. That's me in a nutshell. It's awesome work that you do on your team. And Thank you. I've, I've seen the growth over the few years and it's like, oh yeah, this is, this is good. You know, I get an email. It's like, Josh doing what? Wow. It's like, okay. <laughs> and you know, that's the thing. Once you, and, and of course you being a fifth generation entrepreneur, me being a first generation, uh, it, what I find, especially when I'm having conversations with family, they're kind of like, um, wait a minute, you, you don't work for anybody? No, no, no excuse me. I, I work for a lot of people. What are you talking about? It's like, yeah. you know, instead of having like, quote unquote, one boss, I've got a lot of bosses. And, <laughs> and so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Exactly. Or you're doing this or you're, you know, you're, you're speaking in an event, you know, it's like, okay, there's, you know, there's 500 bosses looking at me right now. I better perform. Otherwise, you know, someone's going to sneak in a tomato from the salad bar and that's going to be that. But what I find is once you are in this world and you're creating, it's, it's not that, you know, job kind of thing. Like even this morning I woke up and like, okay, what do I have on the docket today? And, you know, I looked at my schedule and like, all right, we got this. And it's like, what else, what else am I going to do, you know, in those lull times? What, you know, is there anything I want to plan on? You know, I could be you know, literally, you know, watching the baseball game of an afternoon game going on, or you know, I went for a long walk this morning and because the weather's decent. And so you just, you have that flexibility. And you know, even though I've been, you know, out of the, quote unquote job world for a bit, there's still, and I'm sure a lot of people that have left their nine to five type of thing to go to the nine to midnight job, that's a right. running <laughs> joke for entrepreneurs. But I find that every once in a while, I kind of catch myself, I'm like, I should be at work, 
or <laughs> I should be, what time do I, I should probably check my work email. I don't, I, I've got the phone. I can check it whenever, but you know, there's, I think that deep programming that so many people that have left a day job or a work job to be their own boss, it's, it's a big shift for a lot of those people. Yeah. I, I would agree with that entirely. I, I know for myself, yeah, I, I worked a job at Best Buy. I worked at a restaurant once <laughs> um, all in high school or early college while I was building my, my first company. But, but truth be told is that I, I agree with you entirely. I, th- I think it's learning to understand that lifestyle change. And I don't even know if it has to do with being an you know, first-generation entrepreneur. I, I think a lot of us are just programmed to say, oh, five is when work ends which is just not the case. You know, I've actually found that my productive hours, I like to start early. I, if I start work at seven, um, so I'll wake up, you know, I kind of do my little morning routine and then I, I work in the morning. I do my copywriting in the morning. I do my content creation in the morning because it allows me, it's, it's my creative space. And then, you know, now, so we're recording this at 2 PM my time almost. Um, by this point, my brain's already going, it's going really fast. And then by three o'clock, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm done for the day. You know, and I, I pick and choose when I want to go to work. It's it's not uh, you know a lot of people think you have that unlimited flexibility. You're still you're still in this. I don't even know what you would call it, like a container of time that you have to stick to in order to accomplish the tasks that you need to accomplish in a business. But but ultimately, you can pick it. And, and a lot of times, as entrepreneurs, I think we forget that that we can we can actually pick our own schedule. You know. <laughs> Yeah, for me, you know, I'm an early riser, so I'm usually up by 5 a.m. And holy cow! And yeah, I, I get up early. Yeah, I, I blame the dog. Um, the dog, <laughs> the dog tries to get us up a little bit earlier than that, and we yell at it and say, "No, go back to sleep." You know, because you'll climb into bed and just start, you know, making like noises or he'll shake his collar so the collar will make noise and 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 sometimes yeah. he'll you know he'll just put a paw on our you know by her shoulder or something uh my better half he'll just climb all over her head which really puts her in a good mood yeah. uh yeah it starts uh, your day off right <laughs> yeah i'm like oh man it's like thanks dog you know now i gotta go into damage control good job <laughs> i haven't done anything and i'm already in trouble no it's not that bad but still it for me i you know get up early and start the routine you know get you know breakfast set up and you know get some activity in and all of that kind of good stuff and then i'll you know see what emails come in because as entrepreneurs many of us you know they're the world is our client. So, you know, yeah, we could have clients across the planet and they're going to send a message. You're going to have some things come in that are completely different time zone than you are. So you address it accordingly. But yeah, for me, I took the time to just kind of track where my energy levels are throughout the day. So I could design, of course, it's my schedule, design when I'm working and when I'm not. I know I'm similar to you where by 3, 3.30, I'm like, okay, you know, it's, this is this has been going. Especially you know, getting up at five is like, all right, I'm feeling a little lull here. Right, let's let's slow this down a little bit. You know, start prepping some stuff for dinner, whatever. And you know, maybe after dinner, I'll I'll take a look at a couple things. But I'm not really going into deep writing or using the brain too much uh, because it's just you know a situation where you know the brain's like, no, we're not going to do that. And again, it's everybody's different. And with the pandemic, 
many people found out that they're actually really productive after hours, after the, right. you know, from like 7 to 9 p.m., they realize, wow, I'm really creative. My brain's working and all of that. And it's like, well, work with your employer. And if that's when you can do your creative time, then by all means, do it. Just don't shortchange your sleep or your activity or other things you need to do in life. But have a little bit more flexibility with your schedule. And as long as you're taking care of your customers' needs, go for it. Yeah, I agree completely. You know, it's, I'd be curious to get your take on this because you've interviewed so many people about leadership, but I was kind of curious, like how different types of people overcome that slump, because that's what we call the entrepreneur slump, right? Is that three o'clock? Because that's basically your noon <laughs> as, as an entrepreneur, you know, you're like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to have to work late. Um, I've been trying to get out of that habit myself of, of working late. I try to be done by three and be done. Um, I'm just curious what your take is on that, like how you get over that slump. Well, for me, it's sometimes as simple as just go outside, you know, and having a dog, of course, that's kind of required. So that helps. Right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, you don't want the dog going in the house, you know, it's, it's just not good. But yeah, so getting out and, and doing things and just really taking a break from it. And that, that's hard for entrepreneurs, especially the creative ones, because our brain, even though we're kind of tired and fatigued, we're still thinking about, okay, this next project, or what are we going to do with the show, or this proposal we're putting together. Our brain's still gathering ingredients to work on all of that. So sometimes literally stepping away from any work opportunity at all, including keeping your phone in your pocket, and not looking at anything, just completely getting away from screens and all of that for a little bit. I find that, you know, taking that couple hours away, I get back in and I'm like, you know, let's take a look at stuff. And I find more often than not, I'll say, you know, I'm just going to check a couple things. And next thing you know, I've just spent an hour writing up something or typing up an article or following up with a bunch of uh, responses on something. You just get in that momentum and you're like, okay, I've hit the groove again. Let's go. And you know, sometimes what I like to do is stop it before I get to that. Ugh. So if three o'clock is that fatigue time, it's like, you know, I'm going to stop it too. Even though I'm like, wait a minute, uh, I'm still hungry. You know, I'm like, why am I, I've taken three bites of this meal. Why am I stopping eating? It's like, just, just wait, you know, take a step back. You can always go back to it, but just take a break a little bit beforehand and understanding that, you know, that you have that kind of lull at that point, try to stop a little bit before that, leave a little bit left in the tank and your body's going to go, but wait, I can still go. And then take some time, get back into it. And I find for myself, when I do that, then you know, I'm. I'm geared up and I'm, I'm good to do a little bit more work. Yeah. I love that. You know, what's interesting is I, um, I used to think I was a failure because I, I, you know, everybody says the, like the most successful people on the planet wake up at four 30 or five or whatever the, the term is, you know, I found for myself that I'm, I'm an early bird. I'm not that early of a bird. Um, but I have found that my, my best workout time and time to like clear my brain is actually at four o'clock PM. And I found that it's because it's right after that slump. I just push one more hour. And so I know hey, at four o'clock, I'm going to, I put away all technology, turn my phone off. I go to the gym. I go with a couple of buddies of mine. It's just, it's just a fun, you know, we, I get that social interaction and I get that 
physical you know exercise and everything as well and then when i leave i feel so much more refreshed because it's it's what re-stimulates my brain during the day because you know my my day really consists of back-to-back calls usually you know i'm being interviewed interviewing um talking with the team whatever right and and i have found that there's a a finite finite amount of uh decision making power that everybody has in in a given day and i don't think you can manufacture hack or scale that i think the brain literally can only make so many decisions in a day that's why you watch people like mark zuckerberg right whether you love him or hate him right the guy has one outfit he has like 50 of the same t-shirt and 50 of the same shorts or pants and then 50 of the same shoes because he doesn't have to make a decision he literally comes in puts it on and walks out right and uh because that clears up a little bit more decision making power and and for a while there i thought that was ridiculous until i realized that for myself by 8 30 in the morning i had already made probably 50 to 60 big decisions with probably hundreds of micro decisions in there and sometimes by 8 39 my brain was already tired and i'm going why why is my brain so tired like i don't um i don't make a different breakfast every day i wake up i do a little protein shake it's literally blueberries milk somebody's like almond milk i put in protein powder in it and a banana that's it every morning put it in i don't even question what i'm going to eat that's what i eat every morning for breakfast and um by that point when i've actually gotten to work and i'm actually doing some work i don't have to i already have all this decision making power that i can recommit to something i've noticed a significant difference in myself when i've when i've taken that and made that into a habit of removing those barriers you know simplification i do that with you know black t-shirt um yep. socks same brand socks i i don't have to think you know you don't have to go oh, you know and believe me nothing would make me happier because i love the creativity of socks you're wearing a suit you got some you know crazy socks i love you know that but for me it's like i don't want to have to match up socks i i I probably i probably lost you know 15 years of my life trying to match up socks and 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 having you know three kids you know that was that was an adventure different size socks and of course they're all in there and then it's like can't we just throw them all in a garment bag and then that way it's like just go in the bag and let you match them you know yeah exactly encourage out. they're the same no matter what exactly. they are. <laughs> or or you know or they go mismatch sock day okay well every day is a mismatch sock day that's great you know for right. me it's like no it's all the same and boring yes but like zuckerberg it's like i don't have to think it's like i know what i'm going to wear tomorrow i know what i'm going to have for breakfast on the same way i know what i'm gonna have you know for lunch meal prep we do all that kind of good stuff uh the routine of the morning is you know you could you know if someone was watching you know it's got you know google nest and those kind of things going on so you know if if google's watching you know i'm pretty predictable as far as what i do in the morning they could probably set their watch to it because just i'm consistent because i don't have to think about it it's just part of my routine. Was it always my routine? No, but you adapt to it and you figure out what works best for you. And then that way, you know, okay, here's the routine. This is when I'm going to check email. This is when I'm going to schedule follow-ups. I use a CRM to schedule my follow-ups so I don't have to go through. It's like, who was I supposed to talk to next week regarding this? And it just, I look at it and go, there it is. And I just follow through. And what it does is, again, I don't have to use the brain juice so much to make a decision on that. I can make the decisions when I'm on that call or when I'm having that conversation. And by doing that and streamlining it, it actually strengthens your decision-making abilities because, again, you're not trying to figure out, okay, what shirt am I going to wear today? 
right. the same the same shirt I always wear. You know, I've got twenty five of them. Make makes laundry real easy. It's like all same color, done. You know, yeah. don't have to separate. Although I know some people, well, you should do that. And I ain't got enough time. You know, it's yeah. like these aren't expensive t shirts. So yeah, handmade. Some people are still averse to that, but it's like maids are cheap. <laughs> you can hire somebody to come and do your laundry for fifty bucks a week. You know, keep it keep it. Uh, clean. I, I feel like it, in life, especially with entrepreneurship is like, if you dedicate brain space to the right things, and I don't think you have to be ridiculous and you know, Mark Zuckerberg about it, but I think people are living way too um, lax, I guess is the word that comes to mind. But I watch a lot of, you know, my generation, that millennial generation are going with the flow. And that's like what a good, it's, it's like praised as a good thing to go with the flow. But truth be told is that going with the flow and being this easygoing person isn't actually a good thing. It's, it's you being unwilling to make good, creative, proactive um, choices in, you know, in, in the modern day world. I just feel like for, for anybody who wants to just be successful. Like it's literally just start making decisions intentionally instead of letting the world just carry you along and feel like you're being at peace. I know this is kind of an interesting topic. It's, but um, I've been doing a lot of studying on this, but the difference between happiness and joy. And if you watch, um, yeah, if you've never actually like studied that, I would, I would deep dive study into it, whether you're a religious person or whatnot. I think there's a lot of religious texts that cover it. Um, but there's been a lot of scientific studies around it if you're more into that. And truth be told is, is you watch successful people and they're not in a, their lives may not be as flashy and as sexy as you think they, they are, but they've done all sorts of studies that people who have those unsexy lifestyles, they, they might still have a passion thing where like, hey, I have a boat, I have a, a super nice car, all these things. But they are the people who are pursuing something and making active, proactive decisions in their lives where they actually have much higher levels of joy, the active response in their brain during a day than any, any other group. And it's simply because they are being that proactive group, right? We think that we have to go be a monk in order to find true peace when truth is peace and joy are actually a, are um, associated with progress and progression um, and creativity, which is what entrepreneurship encompasses. Absolutely. And yeah, I don't share this, too often, but in recent years, I went through a divorce. Not exactly the most fun experience in the world, but right. during that time, I built my business. And one of my therapists said to me afterwards, because I was talking to her about it, and she said, that's your joy. So I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in how you talk about it and what you're doing. Said so you're being proactive and being creative and building something that you're just bringing you so much joy to yourself. And you know, I look back and you know, I look at what the business is doing, what it's grown from. You know, literally grew from an idea and you know, my personal experiences with burnout and okay, that's taken on a life of its own because I put in the time and the effort. I've worked with coaches. I've talked to other thought leaders like yourself and other people and just going, okay, what's working for you? What, what are these things, including, you know, the, the work that I did on myself and what I find, and I, I love that you'd mentioned the joy and happiness things. Like, Life is just filled with joy because I get to do something every day that I really enjoy doing. It's not, 
I don't want to say it's not work. Yeah, it's work, but you know, being able to work is a gift. It's it really is, and it, it I enjoy it. And then when I see people that are working in something that they're obviously not enjoying, they don't like it, and I go, well, change it. And they go, I can't. Yeah, you can. You're not going to be able to change it immediately, maybe, but you know, find find what brings you joy, and design your life where that is present. And when you do that. It just makes life so much more fulfilling. Yeah, I agree completely. Love it. So, what's next on the docket for Josh? What are some things you're working on? Um, you know, it's this pandemic's been kind of strange uh, for yeah. a lot of people. Uh, I know "strange" may not be the right word. Some people probably use all kinds of uh, profanity regarding it, but I, I've <laughs> I've seen that you know some have really had a difficult time where other organizations and people. Uh, in spite of what has happened, are thriving and because they, they looked at it as an opportunity of like, how can I help? How yeah. can I help make things better for people? And I think those are the ones that are you know, just having a blast, again, in spite of what's going on uh, and all of that. So what's up? What's up next for you? Yeah, I appreciate that question. Yeah, honestly, I've... Um we've had our success, you know, we've, we've had multiple companies do really well. And truth be told is, is I found out that, you know, passing a multiple six figure income for me was like more money than I ever needed, you know, and truth be told is for us, money is, is kind of a a scoreboard type thing where it's like, Hey, you know what? It's that progress. We're making, making change happen. But what I've, what I've really been doubling down on recently is I kind of mentioned at the beginning, you know, I'm, I'm on a search right now for 1,000 of the world's best humans. And, and the reason I say that, Mexico's book sitting right here, we did a family reunion this last weekend and I had my mother bring me this book. It's called The Richest Man in Babylon. If you haven't read it, I would definitely go read it. This, this is the exact book that I read um, when I was 11 years old. Um, first ever business book that I read because my, my dad said, hey, I'll pay you. X amount of dollars, I don't remember what it was, to to read a book, come and report to me, but it has to be a business book or a personal development book. And I obviously look at the bookshelf, find the thinnest book. I mean, if you're watching this on video, it's it's like a hundred pages or less. Um, But in this book, it talks about um, influence and and making big, big change. Um, And all it takes is a thousand, right? Is that, I think it said in the book, so basically a thousand people in one group can touch literally every single human on the planet. Um, and we, you know, we've been in the podcast and the marketing space, but what we've been doing is saying, hey, what if we were to gather 1,000 of the world's best humans around one mission, right? Of helping each other and helping entrepreneurialism grow. Um, we've, we've put it around podcasting. We call it the Pantheon, but that's become our, our entire passion is, is we talk to people every day and we say, okay, these are the best humans. Let's bring them together. Let's put them all together. Let's make them a ridiculous amount of money just to help them uh, get what they need, not just what they want. And then together we're growing, which has been just a super fun experiment for us. Um, and we just started two months ago and we grew it to 50 members um, in, in like six weeks. It was like six weeks we grew that much. And it was just such a fun, it's already been so fun to find that many people that quickly and how many people are starting to just say, this is one of the best humans you need to interact with them. And so my, my life right now has been just finding those people, meeting those people, going to events and meeting them. And, and that's been uh, honestly like what's next for me. I, 
we're just going to keep growing that, getting as many people as we can, world's best humans and helping elevate and amplify their voices. That's awesome work. And I Thank agree. You. you get, you get those thousand people and that ripple effect is global and it, yeah. this world needs it. You know, the, you know, it, we see it all the time in the news. doesn't matter what flavor of the news you watch. It's dark, dim, gloomy. And I, you know, I look at it. I don't consume it. I'll glance and go, okay, what's the temperature outside right now? Not just, you know, Fahrenheit or Celsius, depending on what part of the world you're in, but what's the temperature with people right now? What's going on in the world or in the U S or wherever. And you kind of glance and go, yeah, people need, people need some joy and hope in their world. And yeah having these people that you're gathering to show the way of how to do it and you know, be able to you know, help people get to what they want to get out of life. And if we do that, the impact it has on the planet and everything that we consume, everything we touch, everything we buy, services, goods, whatever, will dramatically improve for the better. And it just makes humanity a better thing. So kudos to you and your team for doing that. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're on a mission. <laughs> it's, you know, and that's good. I'm glad that you guys are doing it. So Josh, love this conversation. Where can people find out more about you, this work you're doing and everything else? Yeah, honestly, the best place to find us is just pantheon.fm. The Pantheon is P-A-N-T-H-E-O-N.fm. Um, that's just honestly the fastest way to find us, find out what we're doing. If you want to know what the word Pantheon means, it means a gathering of Titans, which is what, uh, what we're all about gathering the best, best on the planet. So if you're one of those people, you know, one of those people reach out to us. I'm actually a very accessible human. I try to make myself that way. So, uh, hit us up. Definitely. We'll have that in the show notes. So Josh, always good talking with you. Great connection with you again. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of The Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.